and welcome to the February 11th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Aranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on pharmaceutical industry investment in Africa, developments in the AFCFTA, tax benefits in Angola, power industry news from Cote d'Ivoire, Gabon and Portugal, energy transition in Senegal and Timor-Leste, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, the floor is yours. We start this week's episode with news from the African Development Bank, which will invest 3 billion US dollars in the pharmaceutical industry in Africa with the aim of ending the existing inequality in COVID-19 vaccine distribution. The financial assistance towards the production of vaccines, rapid tests and other pharmaceutical products should then help the African continent to become less dependent on foreign countries in the fight against COVID-19. The Community of Portuguese-Speaking Countries, or CPLP, is organizing a business summit in São Tomé and Príncipe with the aim of creating new business partnerships by taking advantage of the African continental free trade area. According to the organization, the purpose of this initiative is to follow up on the action carried out by the CPLP's Business Confederation with the objective of boosting, developing and strengthening economic and business cooperation between the community's member countries and associated observers, creating positive impacts on the sustainability of social economic growth covering all countries of the community. According to African Investment News website Business Insider, Angola is among the 10 best African countries in which to invest. The publication highlights the country's wealth in natural resources such as oil and gas and arable land, while pointing out that trade, transportation, storage, construction and fishing also represent growth opportunities for investors. Angola's business advantages in the agriculture and fisheries sector were also emphasized during the Angola United Arab Emirates Business Forum, where foreign investors were invited to establish partnerships in those sectors. After becoming the 30th country to ratify the agreement establishing the African Continental Free Trade Area in November 2020, Angola is removing import duties for products originating from other member countries. The regional free trade area is the largest barrier-free trade bloc in the world and covers all members of the African Union. The new law of tax benefits has been approved by the Angolan Parliament, with certain members of Parliament praising the new simplified mechanisms created for greater control and the rationalization of tax benefits. Others highlighted the fact that the new statute will benefit vulnerable citizens such as those with disabilities, former combatants and army veterans, while some pointed out that the code is a tribute to the creation of jobs and will promote national and foreign investment through the reduction of taxes and customs duties. Angola's national oil company, Sonangol, is in the final stages of its asset divestiture process. The partial sale of interests held in eight blocks should allow the company to reassess its investment portfolio, ensure compliance and better implement its exploration and production strategy. In Cape Verde, the government is preparing a special economic zone on the island of Fogo to attract investment to the island and align it with the current dynamics of national growth and development. Fogo is the fourth largest island in the archipelago and has great potential for growth in agriculture, livestock, agro-processing and tourism, including geotourism. 
Meanwhile, in Côte d'Ivoire, the Council of Ministers approved an agreement covering the provision of services for the lease and operation of a floating power generation unit. The unit will have a generating capacity of around 200 megawatts and is to be installed opposite the power plant of Azito in Abidjan. Now to Gabon, where the government has announced the imminent construction of a 50-megawatt solar power plant in Oyem, in the north of the country. Upon completion, the plant is expected to increase energy supply in the country in order to meet the demand of industries and households, while also contributing to the diversification of the country's energy mix. Over to Mozambique, where the government's ongoing efforts to strengthen and activate means of economic and investment cooperation with various countries have resulted in Mozambique signing an agreement to promote and protect mutual investments with the United Arab Emirates. The agreement protects both nations' investments from all non-commercial risks, covers transfer of profits and revenues, and facilitates the resolution of disputes. Total Energies intends to resume its natural gas project in the northern Mozambique province of Cabo Delgado in 2022, after having to suspend operations in March 2021 due to armed attacks in the area. The company has praised the progress made by the authorities and has signed an agreement with local authorities to train 2,500 young people from the region in order to create job opportunities arising from the investments that are underway. Still in Mozambique, the Dugongo Cement Factory and the State Representative Council of Nampula Province have signed a Memorandum of Understanding for the construction of a production unit in the province. In addition to cement, the $600 million US dollar factory will produce glass and electricity generation systems and is expected to have a significant impact on the economic and infrastructure development of the region. To Portugal now, where according to financial rating agency Moody's, the Socialist Party's victory by absolute majority in the recent Portuguese elections is a sign of stability that will most likely benefit Portugal in several aspects, starting with the positive impact on credit as it reduces political uncertainty. It should also facilitate the achievement of the goals set out in the Recovery and Resilience Plan. Despite the growing environmental concerns regarding lithium extraction, the Portuguese government approved licenses for lithium exploration in six different parts of the country. Lithium mining is expected to boost the country's economy by generating 1.3 billion euros of revenue over the next 15 years. On the energy front, Portugal and Spain will add 430 megawatts of solar and wind energy capacity with a 100 million euro loan from the European Investment Bank. The funding will be used to provide bridging loans to help project developers speed up their initiatives, thus helping the two countries to move closer to renewable energy installation and climate mitigation targets. Good news for Senegal's gas industry, as the European Commission announced the creation of a green label for gas and nuclear energy, having recognized their contribution to the fight against climate change. This decision opens up good prospects for Senegalese gas, as the EU is one of Senegal's biggest donors, along with the European Investment Bank, which is a major provider of bilateral resources. In addition, Europe is also a potential customer for Senegalese gas. 
In Timor-Leste, a feasibility study carried out by the consulting firm Wood considers that the construction of a natural gas terminal to supply the power plants of Timor-Leste as an alternative to diesel is technically and economically feasible. The study also considered the region of Metinaru to be the most suitable for the construction of an import terminal for liquefied natural gas, estimating the investment at around $390 million. This study is the first step in the energy transition process in the country, which would lead to the reduction of the environmental impact of national energy consumption, as well as saving the state a considerable amount due to the reduction of fuel imports. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Teresa André and Phil Town from our Lisbon office, and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.